0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, guys? Just want to talk about quick handcuff strategy when it comes to this year, right? Uh, With COVID, you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, guys can get hurt. Uh, but guys can fall on the COVID list, and if they do, you know you might be out. You know your running back like three weeks if they, if it happens to be a running back, right? Um, obviously, you want to you you want to handcuff your running backs, but you know that's a great strategy. But at the same time, the the strategy of handcuffing other people's running backs might be an even better one. Might raise the ceiling a little bit. For example. You have the turn, you grab Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders, or Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders, right? Uh, Yeah, you know, you can go ahead and grab like Boston Scott or something, but why not grab Alexander Madison just in case Dalvin Cook gets hurt? Now you have Kenyon Drake, you have Miles Sanders, and you have Alexander Madison, and you just ridiculously raise the ceiling of your team. So I listened to Raiders offensive coordinator uh, Greg Olson's comments about Henry Ruggs and where he fits in, and Brian Edwards as well, Um, and he mentioned uh, Henry Ruggs playing in the slot. And, you know, the reports kind of came out that, okay, Henry Ruggs is going to be starting in the slot. And I I listened to it, and and the way that I'm, like, kind of – what I got out of it was personally, like, they're starting him out in the slot because he's going to play – that flanker role where he's going to be moving from the slot to the Z back and forth and kind of be able to move around. And that's one role that John Gooden has always had, you know, as his main wide receiver. And those are the guys who get targeted. And this is something that Mike Mayock uh, before the draft even talked about, that, you know, they wanted a guy, that number one wide receiver as their X, but also the guy who can move around from the slot to the Z. And that's exactly what they got. So, yeah, it looks like, so what it seems to me, like, Brian Edwards is going to be the primary ex. Uh, Henry Ruggs is going to play that flanker role, uh, the role that John Gruden has peppered in the past. Um, they, they tried to do the same thing with Amari Cooper, by the way, um, before, before they shipped him off. Um, and then you have Hunter Renfro, right, who would have been the odd man out if Henry Ruggs is, like, the slot guy, right? But that doesn't make too much sense, because if you put Henry Ruggs on the inside... Are you putting Tyrell Williams on the outside and then uh, not having Hunter Renfro on the field? You know what I mean? It doesn't make that much sense. So I would assume that Hunter Renfro is going to be their primary slot guy, right? And then when Ruggs comes inside, maybe they put Tyrell Williams outside and Renfro's off the field. Or if they're in 12 personnel, Renfro comes off the field. That's how I kind of see it. But uh, if I'm targeting any wide receiver, it's Ruggs uh, because of his talent and the role. Okay, so uh, Darius Geist apparently, allegedly, strangled his wife. Cried later. He's off the team now. Um, but it looks like Adrian Peterson has the upper hand to be, see what I did there? To be the, the their guy on the early downs. Um, it was probably going to be a share between him and Geist to begin the year. Uh, but now that Geist's off the of team, Peterson's probably the guy. I would view him as a low-end RB2, touchdown-dependent type of guy. Uh, Bryce Love... You know, he is somebody who can eat into that early down share. He's not really a pass catcher. So, you know, the best case scenario for him is that he kind of isn't a 50 50 split with Peterson. Now, the wild card here is Antonio Gibson, right? A uh, versatile guy. He was very efficient in college without a ton of touches. But Gibson's a very versatile running back. Um, you know, he, he was very efficient in college. Didn't. Really get a ton of work, but you know, he's a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield, he can kind of line up in the slot too. And when you look at their weapons, like who do they have? They're Terry McLaurin as their guy, right? Steven Sims might move to the outside because of the Kelvin Harmon injury, um, so I'm out on Steven Sims as a sleeper at this point. Um, so, and who else do they have, right? Like, they don't have many options um, as far as pass catchers go. So, Gibson can find a, a, a role uh, pretty early in the season now. You know, they did. I think the running back coach came out and said that he needs to learn protections and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, even a lot of the top and, you know, pass catching running backs aren't really asked to block a whole lot, right? So I'm not sure that it, that might be a little bit overstated as far as how big of a deal that is in order for him to get a role uh, early. So uh, Lamar Miller signs with the Patriots, makes that backfield a little bit more muddy. Uh, looks like Sony Michelle is going to start the season on the pup. There's a report that said that he might miss half of the season. Um, so that's very significant, right? And then signing Lamar Miller, who's a guy who was the starting running back, three down back for the Texans until he tore his ACL. Um, you know, he's a guy who's very versatile and he's a great pass blocker too. Um, so that might, you know, be good when you talk about Bill Belichick and who he wants on the field, right? Uh, James White, you know, he's going to have a role uh, but when we compare James White to, like, you know, Cam Newton and the fact that he's able to, he likes to target running backs, I mean, he had Christian McCaffrey, right? Like, when Cam Newton got hurt, did Christian McCaffrey stop getting targeted? No, right? It's not a Cam Newton thing, it was a Christian McCaffrey thing. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, Lamar Miller, I do feel like can eat into that a little bit. Um, he's somebody, depends on what his price is. I might take a shot. So Frank Wright came out and said that Marlon Mack is going to remain his starter for now. And then he'll he'll ride the hot hand uh, once the season starts. Um, which is super... Which is kind of what we figured, right? But it's just interesting. JT is like a beast, right? He's not my number one prospect of this running back class. But at the same time, you know, Frank Reich, you know, he wants his guy Marlon Mack to be part of the rotation. So these guys are going to be sharing their early down workload. And then you have Naheem Hines coming in on passing, down, passing downs and, and third downs. So... The upside for Jonathan Taylor isn't amazing this year. Um, His situation kind of sucks this year. Marlon Mack should be out as a free agent next year, and I'll be super bullish on JT next year. Um, Naheem Hines might still be in that role. You know, we've seen a similar situation with Frank Reich as the OC of the Chargers when they drafted Melvin Gordon, who was also a super high-level prospect coming out, and he shared his role um, with Danny Woodhead at the time. So, similar situation. So, I'm kind of staying away from JT at his price. So, according to uh, reports and Packers beat reporters, um, Alan Lazard has the upper hand to get that number two job opposite Devontae Adams. And it was. Can you hear my kids? Um, he has the upper hand of being that number two to Devontae Adams. And we kind of saw this coming, right? I think Equinemia St. Brown might be able to compete a little bit uh, coming back from injury. Uh, but, you know, we know Devin Funches opted out. So that leaves that path a little bit more clearer for Lazard. Um, now, you know, they showed a little bit of chemistry, him and Rodgers, towards the end of the season. Um, you know, by the way, like, when you look at, De- after Devontae Adams, like, the, the passage distribution was super distributed. There were, like, five guys or six guys. Six players were between 45 and 68 targets. I mean, that's because, that's probably because Rodgers didn't have a number two that he could trust. And if he could trust Lazard, Lazard could become fantasy relevant. Um, depending on his price, maybe I'll go after him. Maybe. Uh, this report came out about Josh Jacobs. Uh, his goal is to catch 60 balls this year. Uh, I'm personally not buying it. Um, you know, they, they, I'm, I'm more about that action than the talk, right? Uh, we, talk, we heard Mike Mayock talk about, you know, Josh Jacobs should be more involved in the pa- or they want him to be more involved in the passing game, right? We didn't hear Gruden say that, or their offensive coordinator say that. Um, but they signed Jalen Rashard. They extended him. Right, because And we know what his role was. He was that passing down back. Josh Jacobs got off the field for Jalen Rashard. And then they drafted Lynn Bowden, who's also a guy who can catch balls out of the backfield. So those actions speak louder than the words that we're hearing. Now, if John Gruden comes out and says, like, you know, Josh Jacobs is going to be our third down guy, our passing down guy. He's going to stay on the field. Sure, I'm going to take a lot more weight into that. But so far, I'm not buying it. So far, it seems to me that he's going to be that early down guy. So there was a report on a Falcons camp that said that Todd Gurley's walking with a noticeable limp and you know he's wearing a compression sleeve on that leg and they might limit him during camp. Um, that's something that the Rams did last year as well. They limited him just to kind of make sure that the longevity is there. He can make it throughout the season. And he did, for the most part. Um, and they give him a ton of snaps. Uh, now with the Falcons, you know, I think his floor, as as in, as far as the passing game goes, is going to be there. In PPR leagues, I think he can catch three, four or five balls a game, um, which will keep his floor high, and he'll be a solid RB too. But he's going to the top of the third round now, uh, increased a little bit over the past couple months. I think drafting him there, it, you know, it's not really a league-winning move, right? It's more like, a, a little, I just want to be a little safe and grab a guy who will give me points every week. And And where he's going right now, like, you know, I'd rather grab guys like, Kenny Galladay, George Kittle, James Conner, even Le'Veon Bell a little bit later, and the fact that he's going behind OBJ, Juju, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, those guys can potentially win your league.